0: Hi everyone, I'm Cindy Stewart and welcome to my podcast. Each week we will talk about how to live our lives in God's fullness. My goal is to encourage, equip and empower you. I have included show notes that highlight the points of this message. You can also find all the information on my website, cindy-stewart.com. I am so excited about sharing this journey with you. So let's begin. So this morning, I don't know what we're going to talk about. We're going to have a vote. So it's so funny this morning, I felt, I told the worship team when we were praying early this morning that uh, I felt restless about the message. And it wasn't that I, you know, was, didn't prepare, didn't feel like God gave it to me, all of that. I just felt like a restlessness toward it. And as worship began, and and we knew before worship that that God wanted to do something. We just knew. He (laughs) told us. He wants to do something. He never tells us what it is. It's just, I'm going to do something, so watch out. We're like, okay, (laughs) we're watching. Um, So as I was thinking, as I was sitting here and praying and and that type of thing, um, I have a uh, message on how obedience pushes the kingdom forward. I also have a message of living in the wonder of Christ. So uh, the obedient one is a little bit more prepped. Uh, the living in the wonder one I wrote a couple weeks ago, but I didn't, I didn't give it yet. So everyone who wants obedience, raise their hand. Nobody. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> so we got uh, five out of the ra- Okay. So uh, Chuck said to do them both, but, you know... Uh, <laughs> I could probably weave them together. I, so today we're going to talk about living in the wonder. And part of what provoked the thought of this was, uh, you know, during the Christmas season, there's such a wonder that that captured my imagination, my thoughts, my just my heart about the outpouring of God for us. And when you think of those things, you think who does that for you I mean we love our family and our family loves us but but they just don't spend their energies just pouring out over us seeing that everything is the best everything we do is is lined up with God's best for us and it's not that they don't nudge you a few times and say honey Are you sure that's what you need to do? (laughs) Or we pray about things. But, you know, God loves us so much that he has developed this whole plan for us to live our best out of who he is. I mean, that really is it. And, you know, we talk about the move of the corporate body, but there's no move of a corporate body without an individual without each individual stepping up into what God's called them to do. It takes us individually, me, having my relationship with Christ, pursuing Him, being obedient to Him, being corrected by Him, all those things in order for the kingdom to move forward. It takes you. It takes each of us. You know, the kingdom is like a gear we were, we were looking at that at our board meeting the other day. It's like a giant gear, and if you all know what a gear is, I wish I had one. I'm sure Noah could flip one up soon, but we'll see. It's like a giant gear, and, and the gear has these little cutouts. I know that's not the official word, but, you know, they have these little cutouts where the other gear fits. So when one gear moves, the other one moves. If there's something stuck in that gear, one will move, and, it'll, it, and the other one will just jerk because it can't go forward. When you think about it, that is how the body of Christ operates. We all need to move together under the calling, the obedience to God, in order to keep the kingdom moving forward. And I'll throw in this little segment from the obedience one, which, you know, we'll see if we do next week. But just in the thought process, you know, Elijah, the prophet Elijah, he was given a directive by God. You know He hears this soft whisper, this breath, this gentle breeze of God speak to him. And God says, "I want you to go anoint Jehu as king. Go find Elisha and anoint him, and go find Hazel and anoint Haziel and anoint him as king. The only obedience. That Elijah did in that was Elisha. So there was a span of 17 years before Jehu was actually anointed king. 17 years. So there was a cog in the wheel. The gear could not move properly because the proper person was not in place. So, it takes all of us to be able to move the kingdom forward. And it doesn't mean that God's kingdom comes to a standstill. We know that that's not accurate because as we move in the obedience that we're called to do, then what happens is it moves the gear part that we're connected to. But in the bigger picture, it takes all of us moving in that obedience. To keep the timing, the interest, the provision, the blessings of God. See, there's, the, there's all the gears. We just have to do the, you know, Lego fit them connective, fit them together kind of thing. But it takes all of those things to move them together. And we're empowered to move these things together through the encounter with Jesus that we have, and the encounter with Jesus that we live out of. And I want to read a couple of scriptures. You know, we, we live in the wonder of knowing things that have been prophesied and fulfilled, which, uh, let's just look at a few of these. And, and Noah, I usually give these to him in advance, but since we're doing something different, he does not have them. So we're going to look at Isaiah seven fourteen. And it's a very familiar scripture to us. But what we have to really put our hands around was the wonder of a promise fulfilled. It says, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Listen carefully. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. And he will call his name Emmanuel, God with us. So that is a promise that we have seen that fulfilled we know that that the messiah has come we know that there's been a fulfillment of things because of that uh of things for us because of what god has declared and what has occurred now let's go to john 1 1 through 5 And as we read these scriptures, I'm just asking God to open our eyes up to the wonder of him. The wonder of what he has done for us. You know, we ha- I haven't sang that song. Um, gosh, no, I can't think of it. What is it we just sang that was like an older song? Uh, yeah, Great. All I could think of was just as I am. That's what I was thinking about. Maybe that's the next week, and I don't know. We'll see. But I haven't sang that song in a long time, and there was something about that song that just reverberated. It's just a reminder of how great God is. And going through the process of, of each step as we sang that song, each verse, it just shook the very inside of me Just that, uh, you know, sometimes we need to be stirred to remember. We need to be stirred in the wonder of who he is. We need to be stirred in order to be able to not be discouraged, not be disappointed, not be dissuaded, because we remember how great he is and what he gave for each one of us. So John 1, 1 through 5. And we're just going to talk about Jesus for a few minutes. I think that's okay. And the wonder of who he is. In the beginning before all time, this is how they amplified, was the Word, Christ. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God himself. He was continually existing in the beginning, co-eternally with God. All things were made and came into existence through him. And without him, not even one thing was made that has come into being. In him was life and the power to bestow life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness does not understand it or overpower it or appropriate it or absorb it. It is unreceptive to it. unreceptive to it. Now, Hebrews 1.3. I love this little insert when I read John. Hebrews 1.3. Do you want me to wait on you, Noah? The sun is the radiance and only expression of glory. The sun is the radiance and only expression of the glory of our awesome God reflecting God's Shekinah glory, the light being, the brilliant light of the divine and exact representation and perfect imprint of his Father's essence, and upholding and maintaining and propelling all things, the entire physical and spiritual universe by his powerful word, carrying the universe along to its predetermined gold. When he himself had no other when he himself and no other had by offering himself on the cross as a sacrifice for sin accomplished purification from sins and established our freedom from guilt he sat down revealing his complete work at the right hand of the majesty on high revealing his divine authority Christ fulfilled it all it is. This is so good. When you when you read the word and you let those words begin to permeate your very soul, it, it, it begins to stir up your spirit. Those words began to heal your body because you realize that Christ has come and he has done it all for us. He has done it all for us. And we live in the wonder of a perfect son a perfect Savior, a perfect God. We live in that wonder. And we are the recipient of a perfect Son, a perfect Savior, a perfect God. God says we have it all. He's given it all through Christ his Son. Let's turn to John 17 for a minute. we're going to start in verse 5 or actually verse 4 I'm sorry it says I have glorified you he's talking to his father down here on this earth by completing the work that you gave me to do now father glorify me together with yourself with the glory and majesty that I had before the world existed I have manifested your name and revealed your very self your real self to the people whom you have given me out of the world They are yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept and obeyed your word. Now at last they know with confident assurance that all you have given me is from you. It is really and truly yours. For the words which you gave me, I gave them, and they have received and accepted them and truly understood with confident assurance that I came from you, from your presence, and they believe without any doubt that you have sent me. You know, when we read that part of John 17, you think about the encounters that Jesus had with the disciples, and you read this, and, and Jesus is telling his father, they've believed in me, they haven't had any doubt, there's been no uh iffy situations with them it's all good they know I'm from you and I am Christ and yes they do know all that but they did have doubt but Jesus didn't say father you remember all the times that they doubted me you know that even Peter even John the Baptist said you know go ask him is he the one when he when he saw the spirit come on him and he hears the voice of the father said this is my son it's funny, we focus in on the doubt that we have, on the uncertainty, but that's the, not the way God sees us. He sees our faith, He sees our willingness to take a risk, to take a chance. He sees our obedience, even on the days that it wavers just a little bit. He sees us the way He created us as His. When we give our heart to him, it says in Ephesians that we become children of God, that he, we are adopted in, that we are fully part of the family. It's not an iffy if you do okay. Then, then you can stay part of the family today. You know, I was brought up Baptist, and not, not this is anything against Baptist, but in my Baptist arena, we went from Sunday to Sunday not knowing if we were saved. We were saved on Sunday, and, uh, but if anything happened during the week, it was iffy, so then we had to kind of re- get resaved the next day, and uh, the next Sunday. So you know, when I thought of that, just as I am, they played that song until somebody came up, and nobody was leaving until somebody came up. So we were like, "Who? Who this time? Is it my turn? <laughs> yeah, you were. You were the worst this week. Okay. So there are five of us kids. Well, four. My brother's a lot younger, but you know. So so it was always the the. I, It was the lack of assurance that what God said was really true no matter whether I had made a mistake or misbehaved or something like that it was that lack of assurance so I had to go up and and reassure myself because it wasn't God reassuring me you know that that is that is flesh that's reassuring you because you didn't understand what the word of God says But God doesn't go around saying, remember when you were five and you didn't understand and you thought you had to go give yourself to me again? Do you remember when you were 12 and you did this? God doesn't go through the process of remembering all the things that we didn't quite do right. Because there's going to be some this morning, I'm sure. Maybe some this afternoon. But, you know, that confession keeps that, that repentance keeps that list short and keeps the faith, you know, alive in us. But, you know, that, when we read this whole thing and then, the, then he goes on and talks about the disciples and his relationship with them, he talks about how he sees them as children of God, as, how he sees them as changers of the world. That's how he sees us. He sees us living out of the wonder of Christ in us. In the dynamics of changing the world and moving the kingdom forward. The kingdom moves forwards through us. He has set up the whole blueprint, built all the models, which are us, put us in like the little Lego set, and our our job is to make it all work. That is our job. Our job is to bring his kingdom on this earth through what he's given us through the supernatural through the natural through our giftings through our talents through wonders through miracles through all these different things through angels that are working all around us that we don't have any idea what they're doing or what they're up to we just know that they are because that's what the word says so God sees us through the eyes of his wonder he sees us through the eyes of his son, which we have accepted and become a part of. And if you haven't, you know, today can be a day where I always say, you know, we can go from one minute of being off kilter to the next minute of being right in line. We don't have to wait a day. You know, some people are like, well, I'll start my diet next Tuesday. We could actually start it today. We can, we can start that turnaround with Jesus today, in this moment at 11:28 a.m., God doesn't wait; need for us to wait till Monday till a fresh week starts. He just wants us to start right now with Him because He wants us to live out of His wonder every moment of our life. Yeah. And we have De- Deborah was talking about how the time has changed. You know, the timing is changing, and I believe that in this season that God is teaching us how to live out of the Spirit. Through our natural bodies. Where we are so much more in tune with the spiritual realm. Him and what he has for us. Versus more in tune with what's in front of us. You know when we're connected to him and aligned to him in that way. We're able to move through life much easier of course. Um, But I know the time thing is such a big thing. And we were talking about this at Daughters of Destiny yesterday. That one of the things over the last. I forget somehow, a month, a year, whatever. That I've been saying is God I've got more than enough time to accomplish what you need for me to do. And I always have enough time with some left over. And and that knowing that we have plenty of time, because time is not an issue for him. Right. Just like with Joshua, he can he can stop the sun. Right. Amen. He can hold the moments. And we not even know that it's happened. But all of a sudden in a four-hour job we've gotten done in two hours and we don't even know how it happened. But he can can stretch what we need in order for us to accomplish what he's got on our hearts for today. So let's go back to uh, John 1. I mean, uh, John, uh, yeah, John 1. That was right. And we're going to start in verse 9. And I just want these words to wash over us. There was the true light, the genuine, perfect, steadfast light, which coming into the world enlightens everyone. Say, I'm enlightened. I am enlightened, I am enlightened by the word of God, by the presence of, a, of his son right in front of us, right in us. He, Christ, was in the world, and through the world was made through and the world was made through Him. The world did not recognize Him. Say, I recognize Him. I recognize Him. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Yes. He came to that which was His own, that which belonged to Him, His world, His creation, His possession, and those were those who were His own people, the Jewish nation, did not receive and welcome Him. But to as many as did receive and welcome him, he gave the right, the authority, the privilege to become children of God. That is to those who believe in adhere to, trust in, and rely on his name, who were born not of the blood of natural conception, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, that of the natural father, but of God. That is a divine and supernatural birth they are born of God, spiritually transformed, <coughs> renewed, and sanctified. That is us. We are spiritually transformed. We have been born of God. Yeah. We are spiritually transformed. We are renewed. Yeah. We, are, we are sanctified. Yeah. And the word became flesh and lived among us. Yeah. That alone is the greatest wonder. We actually saw his glory, glory as belonged to the one and only begotten Son of the Father, the Son who is truly unique, the only one of his kind, who is full of grace and truth, absolutely free of deception. Amen. 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 That is so good. I just, yeah, when you think about that, we read about it. We've seen the movies of it, good and bad, uh, Jesus movies but the comprehension of it is almost more than we, could, we can comprehend. And I want to turn one more place and then we're going to close up. Uh, Ephesians. We're going to go to Ephesians uh, 1 for a minute and then we're going to go to 2. But I want us to really grab a hold of the rest out of his wonder. You know, this wonderful thing that God has done this, this wonder of birth, this wonder of death, this wonder of resurrection, this wonder of ascension, this wonder of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in us, so that we can always live in the presence of God. Yeah. We can always live with Him in us, directing us in every way. Yeah. I mean, that is wonderful. That is wonderful. Ephesians uh, 1, 3, blessed and worthy of praise be the God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms in Christ. So we have it all. Say, I have it all. I all. Uh, I have it all, God. Just as in his love, he chose us in Christ, actually selected us for himself as his own before the foundation of the world. So that we would be holy, that is consecrated, set apart for him, purpose-driven, and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined and lovingly planned for us to be adopted to himself as his own children through Jesus Christ. In accordance with the kind, intentional, and good pleasure of his will. To the praise of his glorious grace and favor which he so freely bestowed on us in the beloved, his son Jesus Christ. In him, we have redemption. That is our deliverance and salvation. Through blood, which paid the penalty for our sins and resulted in the forgiveness and complete pardon of our sin in accordance with the riches of his grace. You know, when we think about a complete pardon, when the governor or the president gives a complete pardon, that means that person is completely exonerated. Everything they've done is taken care of. Everything we've ever done has been taken care of. Which he lavished on us in all wisdom and understanding with practical insight. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ. You know, it says that he made known to us the mystery, which is Christ. But in First Corinthians 2, it goes on to say that The Holy Spirit that dwells in us seeks out the revelation of God and brings it down and tells it to us. So just think about that. Once the mystery was revealed, once we've had the revelation of Christ as the Savior, as the Son of God, then we receive His Holy Spirit. And through the Holy Spirit, He tells us the revelation that's on the Father's heart he gets it from the Father, and he brings it, and he gives it to us. Yeah. Just think, you, you carry the revelation of the great creator in yeah. you. And when you need that wisdom, that manifold wisdom is given to us. Yeah. It says if we need wisdom, we ask for it. If we need a solution, we go. And, and God will bring one down for us. So just think about the access. You know, we think we want... I used to belong to a think tank, um, you know, my corporate world and you know, the CEO of coca all these whoopee whoopy people were smart of smart people were they just thought, you know, they thought about the possibilities and and you know, all these kind of things. And and it was a think tank. And they would put out, you know, the think tank reports and and they're all amazing. They're all amazing. But but think about God's think tank that we have complete access to. There is no one that can overthink God's think tank. You know, when 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 we're given all these revelations, we think, oh, we've had the greatest revelation. And that's just like a very tip of the iceberg from God. Because yeah. he wants us to have everything we need in order to move his kingdom forward. You know, it's funny, we read this earlier. It says that... Um, um, He gave us every spiritual blessing in in the heavenly realms, of course, which is Christ. But think about it. Sometimes when you have everything you need, you got to learn how to use it. It's like when you first get in a car. Okay, you have the keys, you have the car, you have the engine, you have a road in front of you. But you got to learn how to drive down it. And that's part of this whole process. The Holy Spirit reveals all these things to us that we need that we've never even had experience with. Because we're, as, we're, we're part of the kingdom family. So if we need a solution to our business, God, I need a solution to my business. And next thing you know, there's a phone call that brings an answer or this aha. I remember uh, I did this whole thing about dreams in the night and how God will give you solutions through your dreams. And um, the guy who invented the sewing machine, Eli uh, Singer, yes. Yes. I shouldn't know that. Anyhow, he had a dream because he couldn't figure out how to get, you know, if, I don't know if anybody even owns a sewing machine anymore, but in the old days, we had show m- sewing machines, right? And they made clothes. But there was a needle that you had to th- do the thread with the bobbin and get them to connect together to make the stitching. Well, he couldn't figure out how to do that. And he actually had a dream in the night about being in a barrel and there was boiling water. It was like uh, cannibals, cannibals. And uh, they were pushing him down with the spear. And he woke up this morning, and some, that next morning, and somehow figured out that was the solution of how to get the bob and it to the needle. And I know that sounds funny, but, you know, he needed, he was desperate. And you, there's a lot of people that have uh, found solutions to major inventions through a dream of the night from God. So, you know, God talks to us in every single way we can imagine, (laughs) even ways we don't understand. It's just a matter of connecting to him. So, yeah, he's got so much for us, and we have access to it all. We have access to it all. So I want to skip over to uh, verse 15, and then we're going to close with this, this. For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people. I just want to release that over us. God knows our faith and our love. Though it's not perfected, it is working. I do not cease to give thanks for you and remembering you in my prayers. I always pray that God, our Father, I'm sorry, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may grant you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation that gives you a deep and personal and intimate insight into the true knowledge of him. For we know the Father through the Son. And I pray that your eyes of your heart, the very center and core of your being, be enlightened, flooded with the light by the Holy Spirit, so that you may know and cherish the hope, the divine guarantee, the confident expectation, to which he has called you. The riches of his glorious inheritance. In the saints. God's people. And so that you will begin to know. What the immeasurable. It's immeasurable. And unlimited. And surpassing greatness. Of his active spiritual power. Is in us. Who believe. Hallelujah. Even that you're just like God. Let me know. These are in accordance with the working of his mighty strength, which he produced in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in heavenly places. Now I want to skip over to one other scripture that I just want to read over us and then we're going to close. And I'm just going to pray that we we go throughout the day just having this revelation of his wonder in us. And it's Ephesians 2.10. And I'm going to read it out of the um, Passion Translation, which I don't think Noah has access to. But let me just read this. It says, we have become his poetry. A recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. For we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. Amen? That's what God speaks over each one of us so if you'll stand I'm going to pray over everybody and then we're going to go eat lunch so father I thank you for your wonder you know how we are in awe of what you do how your um, ability to look beyond all of our (laughs) interesting parts and just see us as children. See us as warriors called for, for your kingdom. See us as, as people of influence that can move the heart of you, God, forward on this world. Even as we prayed for uh, and declared over the nations this morning. And, and we received healing and we watched your miracles and your wonder just fall on us this morning. God, what we want is more. We want more of you. We want our eyes to be open. That our heart, our soul, our spirit to uh, have the capacity to receive more of your wonder. To be able to know the immeasurable plans that you have for us. That we, they're without limit. We we have a life that is without limit because we are free in the spirit. We are anointed and called by you. And we are bought and paid for by the blood of Jesus. So God, we thank you. And we worship you. And we just declare that the nations will rise up and call you Lord. That, that there will be, like Jean prophesied this morning, just such a sweep across the nation. And and Deborah, she called forth the harvest that you're already doing. May our eyes be open to participate and become part of this great wave. And Lord, I just thank you that you are God. And that you have a plan that is way beyond us. And we just say yes, yes, right now to your plan in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. For more podcasts like this and to connect with me, go to my website, cindy stewartcom And remember, you are the best investment you can make.